This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's Tuesday, April 5th. Georgia has refused to give the U.S. Department of Justice documents it subpoenaed for its investigations of the state's prisons. In a petition filed March 28th in U.S. District Court in Atlanta, the federal government asked that a judge force the Georgia Department of Corrections to drop a series of demands for releasing the documents, including a requirement that the Department of Justice sign a non-disclosure agreement. The GDC is also denying the DOJ access to prisons for site visits or interviews with inmates or prison staff, unless it signs an NDA. GDC spokesperson Joan Heath said the DOJ is seeking confidential material that could threaten the safety and well-being of prison staff and inmates. The back and forth between lawyers for the DOJ and the GDC offers a first glimpse at how the investigation, now six months old, is unfolding, at least at the outset as a contentious battle over records. Up next, the U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee deadlocked on the question of whether to recommend Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson to the Supreme Court, but that party-line vote will likely represent just a small delay in Jackson's confirmation. By the end of the week, she is expected to become the first black woman to serve on the nation's highest court. The Judiciary Committee vote on Jackson's nomination was 11 to 11, with all Democrats on the panel in favor and all Republicans opposed. A procedural vote is likely to be scheduled for tonight on the Senate floor to discharge the issue from the committee and send it to the Senate floor for a full vote. All 50 Democrats and one Republican, Maine U.S. Senator Susan Collins, have said they will support confirming Jackson. Meanwhile, Atlanta Mayor Andre Dickens announced Monday morning that he plans to create a new nightlife division within the mayor's office to focus on bars and clubs with a history of high crime. In his first State of the City address since taking office, Dickens told business, civic, and city leaders that the new office will host programs to educate businesses on de-escalation practices, security tactics, and emergency response. Dickens laid out some of his major funding priorities ahead of his first city budget cycle since taking office, including $5 million toward early childhood education and $4.5 million to expand the policing alternatives and diversion initiative. He also said the city is relaunching the Pothole Posse program, first implemented by former Mayor Shirley Franklin's administration. The goal is for the Pothole Posse to fill 30 potholes a day. And city leaders spent years debating how to regulate the burgeoning short-term rental industry. After approving a set of rules last March that requires vacation listings in Atlanta to have a permit, city officials spent about a year preparing for the regulations to go into effect. But in the first two months since owners have been able to apply for permits, only about 10 percent of the city's available listings did so. And according to an Atlanta Journal-Constitution analysis of city permitting data, less than 3 percent have received one. AirDNA, a data analytics site that tracks the industry, estimates there were roughly 7,100 Atlanta listings on Airbnb and VRBO available in February 2022. Just over 700 permit applications had been submitted to the city. About 130 were approved, 8 were denied, and 90 required revisions. Spoken Layer